You are listening to the Living Room Confessional Podcast. Monday and welcome back to the Living Room Confessional Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney. So today's episode, we're going to be talking to my friend Karen. We met when I lived in Hawaii and she's a really good friend of mine and has two beautiful babies. One thing that I encounter a lot, I do not have children, but I hear so many different stories about things from me being a single woman to people always saying, oh, well, when once you have children, like, that's it. You can't travel as much. You can't do this. You can't do that. I see so many people out there who are actually doing all these things that everyone tells you that you can't do. It made me kind of wonder and start questioning things and asking friends with kids because <laughs> pretty much most of my friends have children. I'm one of the last few that do not, which is cool, but because I do want kids at some point, whether I have them or adopt them in the future, I have a lot of things that I still haven't completed that I really want to do. And so I want to see if the stigma is really true and can you do the things you love and still have children? Obviously, right after you give birth, like you have time to like sit down and like spend time with a baby and heal. But once that time passes, everyone's story is different. The general consensus from a lot of the parents that you talk to, a lot of the articles that you read, there's always so many people saying things like, no, like your priorities change, which they should. Your children should be your priority. But does that actually mean that I have to give up everything that I love? Me being single, I don't have the mindset of a mother, a parent, because, I mean, this affects fathers, too. So I just kind of wanted to start talking to my friends that are moms and getting their point of view and kind of sharing it and starting a dialogue because this is actually something that I worry about. I'm a very ambitious person and I'm very goal oriented. And the thought of not being able to pursue my dreams or never picking things back up is very real and it happens to a lot of people. So what I really want to know is how easy is it to integrate your children into your goals and into your dreams and to pursue those things? And then what have some of the people out there done to make it so that they're able to still pursue the things that they love and that they care about. Also, still be there for their kids and not have to deal with the mom guilt, which I have found to be super real since every mom that I've talked to has brought it up. Obviously, that is a very real thing. And it's something that a lot of them struggle with. But then there are some that have said that by bringing their children into their lives, their careers, their goals, and just kind of meshing everything together, it takes away from it. So they don't have as much guilt as they used to because everything they do, they do with, and they're doing it for their kids, but they also do it with their children. So you don't really feel like I'm not giving them enough attention because they basically turn something like photography or writing into something they write about things that they do with their kids. They use their experiences that they have with their children as a part of their craft. But like I said before, everybody's journey is different. So I just kind of wanted to take a peek into uh, Karen's journey and a couple of other people's journeys to see just what they're doing, how they're coping, like what's going on. And in the process, I learned a lot of lessons. 
sessions. Funny enough, um, Karen and I had some recording issues, so we had to re-record. But one of the things that's not actually didn't make it into this recording segment was that Karen told me that one of the things that people always forget is when a woman has a child, you're always there at the beginning. Everybody wants to see the baby. But a month down the line, always remember that she's still a new mother. And to go back and see if she needs anything. Go watch the baby so she can, like, take a shower or, like, help her out so she can have some time to make dinner or do something that she wants to do. If she wants to run errands and she has the baby, if you have the time, go with her and help her with the baby so that she can get some things done. And she says it's little things like that that really make a difference for a new mom. And quite frankly, I've done that for a few of my friends, but you don't always think about that. Women are having babies every day, postpartum depression. It's all real. But at the same time, the need for a support system that isn't overwhelming is definitely needed. And when I say that isn't overwhelming, what I'm saying is don't just obviously just don't pop by without calling and things like that. But almost like somebody to check in, you don't have to be there 24-7. But check in on them and make sure they're okay. And it's little reminders like that that really make an impact because I see so many moms on Facebook now just kind of opening up and on Instagram talking about the struggles they have as a new parent. And I think that episodes like this are really good because they shine a light on the things that aren't being talked about. This will not be the only episode that I do um, about mothers with children, but I think this is a very good start for me. (laughs) Like it's like baby steps and Karen's like perfect because she's so honest and she is so patient with me because trying to make sure that as a single woman with no children that I ask the correct questions without sounding maybe I don't want to say ignorant but just sounding like you're just flying off the handle and asking like these really off the cuff really not really thought out and stupid questions was like my biggest fear in doing this episode and she was so great and so graceful with her answers and she was just very candid about how life has changed for her since having children with how much joy she feels but also she was very candid and talked about there's good times but there's also struggles at times and so I learned a lot her confession really shook me like (laughs) I hope you guys um make it to the end and listen to it if anyone is a nurse I'm not going to say anything about her confession, but if you are a nurse, please let me know if this is real because, I mean, I Googled it and I, like, it is a real thing, but is it necessary? Because the thought of how much pain she went through (laughs) after giving birth and to have someone do this to her, I cannot even imagine. And (laughs) I have never, before she told me, I had never heard of it. So yeah, if you... If you are a nurse or if you are a mom and this has happened to you, please let me know. Just kind of write a comment. I'll be watching or drop me a DM on Instagram because that literally shook me to my core and I'm like rethinking all of my life choices at this point. (laughs) So that being said, I really appreciate you guys coming back um, for another episode. I really hope you enjoy this episode and you guys have an awesome week. So today we have Karen on the podcast. Thank you for coming on, Karen. Thanks for having me, Courtney. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about can your children be a part of your purpose? Mm -hmm. And let me start by saying 
I do not have any children. Karen has two beautiful children, which is why she's going to be talking today. For those of you who don't know, Karen and I go way back. So when I was in Hawaii, I lived in Hawaii in 2014 for a few months. And Karen and I actually used to work together. So I knew her post babies. And um, we've basically been able to keep in touch through like Instagram and Facebook. So thank you, social media. But social media is also brought us here because we're going to be talking about what Karen does on Instagram and how that kind of ties into her purpose in her life. So Karen, can you tell me a little bit about some of the things that you wanted to do uh, before you had kids? Like what were your goals and ambitions? I have my degree in travel industry management, and I wanted to work in hotel or airline, in the airline industry or hotel industry. Okay, awesome. So how did those change? um, How did your goals change after you had kids? I think your priorities just change with having kids. What mattered prior to having them is like in the back burner now, Mm -hmm. and having them just totally change your plans and it's for the good for me it's good that's good so tell me a little bit about what you do on instagram so i think i'm considered a micro influencer i think that's anyone under like 10k followers (laughs) (laughs) and what i do is i um post pretty pictures of my kids or myself and um have brands reach out to me for advertising and collaborations. So did that happen kind of naturally or was it, um, uh, did you kind of reach out to them to get started? Um, I think it happened organically. Like my first collaboration, <laughs> it, it was done through supporting small businesses and tagging them in the posts and, um, Initially, I got more and more comfortable with my photography and um, photo editing. And I think that's when it kind of like just snowballed into something where it is now. Like I'm comfortable posting for other companies and it doesn't take away time from spending time with my kids, you know? That's awesome. So I do see that your kids are in a lot of the posts. So do you go after brands that, um, or just predominantly work with brands that have to do with kids and kind of things that they like? In, in the beginning, yes. Um, Instagram was a way to like connect with family members back in Hawaii. So they could see, you know, my kids and a lot of my family members haven't seen them in their first couple years of life. And then so when I do reach out to companies or they reach out to me, it was a lot of them were companies with um, kid products and um, products more geared towards kids. And eventually, like the last couple months, I started reaching out to companies that would collaborate with me. Instead of, you know, doing kid products, which is still like my bread and butter, like that's where <laughs> I get, you know, some paid collaborations and So how do you feel? Hi! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you feel like your kids tie into your purpose? Like maybe this is a part of your purpose? Yeah, 
In the beginning, it was hard to carve out time, you know, to find me. And then eventually, like, it just kind of molded into, you know, like, my purpose was always being a mom and trying to raise good humans and making sure that they're going to be responsible adults. That's awesome. So do you feel like your kids are your purpose or they're just like a small part of your purpose? Well, I think they're like my props. I'm just kidding. (laughs) They, they're like my purpose and I, everything I do, like it's for them. And um, when I'm working on like my social media, I make sure that it's not taking away time from them. So I'm always asking brands, you know, they give me like two weeks, three weeks in advance to posting anything and getting any pictures taken because I'm not like a, you know, like a single person that has all the time in the world. My, Mm -hmm. my job is basically first them and, and then whatever side jobs I, I take on. That's awesome. And so do a lot of the companies are there, are they like open and willing to comply so that you can kind of balance your life with doing this? Yes, absolutely. That's the first thing I email them about like, Hey, when would you um, send me products? And if you do send it, when would you like your photos? Because I would need this much in advance. That's good. And that's probably one of the perks of working with uh, kids brands, because I would assume that they probably have children or <laughs> especially like the smaller brands. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty cool of them. So when realization hit you that your kids are part of your purpose, how did that feel? Um, it's kind of like freeing to know that my purpose is, you know, having kids and trying to raise them um, to be good people. And then realizing that, you know, like, I'm, I can't be this selfish person to, you know, think about me, me, me. It's not, it's not me, self and I, it's me and them. (laughs) Now, let's talk about mom guilt, because that is a very real thing. And because you are balancing your kids and doing uh, and a husband and doing uh, the photos and the advertisements and things for these different companies, do you ever feel mom guilt? And if so, like, how do you deal with that? Um, I think mom guilt is always going to be something that moms feel like I feel it every single day. Anytime I'm away from them if my in-laws are watching them something I feel whenever Jonah and I go out on date nights we talk about the kids all the time (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's like taking a shower for instance like you just feel guilty because you should be watching them but you can't pour from a empty cup if you're not you know yeah you gotta be the best you for them exactly so well how have you evolved like I know everybody kind of, you develop and you grow over time, but as a mother, like how has that changed you? I think I'm a lot more patient with people and I, I forgive easy because (laughs) I still hold grudges. (laughs) You have to like my daughter dropped my phone like three times and it cracked three times and you can't <laughs> guilt her and can't do that. So you just, I think you're just a better person because they see you as an example and you don't want to put out this 
bad example for them to follow. They're like little sponges, you know? <laughs> yes. What struggles have you faced since like becoming a mom? I think like exhaustion, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> but besides that, I think my struggle, this is like just me in general is asking for help. That's like my struggle daily, like asking people to help me. Does that tie because in I with the guilt? I never feel like, or I don't want them to feel like I'm relying so much on them. Like oh, members, even Jonah. I have this, like, I can just do it myself attitude. <laughs> I love how honest and open you're being. This is awesome. <laughs> now, like, in the future, do you feel like you'll keep going and maybe go back and pursue some of the goals that you had back before you had kids? Or do you think that you're going to kind of keep moving forward with what you're doing currently? Um, maybe eventually, but I don't see it right now. Like, I don't see myself working. Even prior to COVID, we've um we've talked about like homeschooling the kids so it's girl that's a full-time job <laughs> that's yeah. so I'm just gonna need like a lot of grace and hopefully I can muster up the you know courage to like ask people to help me out it's just it's something I struggle with and I think it's just my personality okay now how would you feel um kind of giving advice to people who don't have kids or a new mom um who wants to figure out how after having children or right after having children, how they can determine or figure out when they can find that balance to kind of have that me time and work on projects or think, find things that they're interested in. Like, what would you tell them if they're kind of thinking about that? Cause I know for me, since I obviously do not have children. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> um, I know for me, we constantly hear, oh my God, your life is over after you have a kid. Your kid just takes takes up all your time. You can't do anything like say goodbye to your career. And so I'm not going to lie that it makes me very nervous about having kids because there's so much that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So somebody who just had a child or is thinking about having one, what what would you tell them to kind of help them gauge when it's okay for them to step into projects or look at things that they're interested in and like kind of just not being all mom 100% Mm -hmm. all day every day and just doing things for themselves that they want to do. I think the number one advice that I can give is not to take anyone's advice. (laughs) Just because everyone's like, has different stories and different lifestyles and you know different circumstances where it's not like a one type you know one size fits all so it's it's gonna be different listen to your gut don't listen to what others are saying like you know what's best for you <laughs> and your family and your child you know what's best for your child you know what's best for you so if if you're thinking of diving into project, make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons mm-hmm. and not because someone's pressuring you to like, you know, going back to work and all that stuff. Like I give other moms props for going back to work because that's, that's a lot, you know, like you, especially moms that 
have no other choice. Like, so it's, it's different circumstances. So I, I think don't take anyone's advice. Well, that, in my opinion, is good advice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that it's possible for your children, for people to have children, for them not to be a part of their purpose? Like that just, I, I just, I know I asked that question because obviously I know having children is just like a whole new realm of the, your whole perspective kind of changes. But at the same time, can it be, do you think that it's possible to have children and have them not like tied to your purpose in, in any way? Or do you think it can be just either in a large way or a small way, but they're always tied to your purpose? That's a tough one. Like for me, they're always going to be my purpose. But like single me would have thought differently. Really? How so? I think um, it has to do with like my personality and my background, like where I came from. Like my parents both worked. So someone was always watching us. Like it's like my grandma. And growing up in Hawaii, it was like really expensive. Yes. (laughs) So, so my parent, both, both of my parents had to work. And so you're, I guess you could have your purpose, but I think your kids are always going to be, be your part of your purpose just because you want the best for them. So you're working so you could give them the best. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know how not having them be part of your purpose. What would Karen with kids tell Karen with no kids? Oh. <laughs> help you better prepare yourself and help me and anybody else mentally, whatever, prepare. So I was kind of like naive and kind of ignorant prior to kids. Like, Girl, I, aren't we all? <laughs> like nothing prepares you in life. Having kids, it's exhausting and frustrating and a lot of learning. I feel like... um. Like, you're always growing just because your kids are always growing. They're always, like, putting you in situations, like, to just think fast. So, man, what I would tell myself to just shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I think I was in an airport or airline one day. I think I was traveling somewhere. And then a baby was crying. And single me was like, shh. (laughs) I still think about that because I... I'm so ashamed of that person. Like, I can't believe I did that. I would say have grace for other women and moms, especially they're doing the best they can. And trust me when you want to tell them off or you want to tell them like they're failing, they've already thought about that. So just tell them you're, they're doing a good job and smile. That's awesome. I love it. Keep it positive and just mm-hmm. let them know they're still a good mom, no matter what they're going through in that moment. Yeah, because you just never know. Like the kid could have had like a meltdown prior to that 10 seconds of, you know, agonizing cry that you heard. Or I'll never forget the first time one of my nephews threw a tantrum with me <laughs> in the store. I literally <laughs> thought about like, walking off and just kind of like leaving the basket and going on another aisle to like calm down. Obviously I did not do that because my sister would kill me number one. And it's just kind of morally wrong, but it actually took another older woman who obviously I'm I'm assuming she had had children 
because within seconds <laughs> she had him calm and smiling and me saying oh my god thank you so much <laughs> before she just walked off like nothing happened <laughs> yeah kids are like exhausting but they can just they can bring you so much joy <laughs> Mm -hmm. I always hear it's like, it's the craziest time in your life. You're going to be tired. You're going to be frustrated and angry, but at the same time, it's the best time of your life because for every like five to 10 insane things that they do during the day, there's like that one where they just run up and hug you or they say something sweet or do something great. And you're just so proud and just feel loved and all that stuff. It's the little things. It could it could be an hour of meltdown and then like one second of hugs. It's like, oh, all right, I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm just I'm happy to see how much you've grown and you're such a great mom and I love everything that you're doing on Instagram. I even have kids and I like like every post and I'm always like, your daughter, you have a picture of your daughter with like an Elsa toy or something like that. And I was like, that's actually really cool. <laughs> But obviously, I don't have a daughter yet, so I can't get one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, living super hard because most of the stuff, like, the companies I reach out to, I'm like, all right, this is something I would buy for her. So let me reach out to the companies and see if they'll work with me. And, That's actually really smart. And 95, 98% of the time, like, they won't respond. <laughs> one or two like kind of email me like months later and be like hey remember when you like emailed us like I think we're ready for you now and it's like oh okay that's great or, or sometimes I would get like emails like your account's too small or you're not the right fit and Ouch. Which is, yeah which is fine but it's like try and make it work <laughs> <laughs> well I love what you're doing and I think you should keep definitely keep doing what you're doing oh, and you. I appreciate you for dropping a lot of knowledge. <laughs> a lot. And what you guys don't know is that we recorded and got way into the podcast and I realized I was not recording. <laughs> so I appreciate you for like totally sticking with me <laughs> through this and getting this recording done. Would I, would our friendship be over if I just like told you like, no, I'm done. <laughs> You know what? No, because like, I'm not kidding. This is like my biggest fear. This happened on the last one. It happened on this one. So if you left, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go just like cry, but I'll be okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So you have to, because, okay, so mom brain is a real thing. And I forget everything all the time. You should just like put little sticky note, like by your camera that says, Recording. Are you recording? <laughs> and I bet, you know what? I'm going to do that. And literally one day I'm going to look at it and be like, nope, <laughs> not recording. <laughs> but really, thank you for coming on the podcast. This has been so much fun. And I love that I've gotten to catch up with you. Yes, it was so good. It's good talking to you. So Karen, you are on the Living Room Confessional. And we do require each guest to confess something at the end of their episode. So what do you have for us today? All right. So have you ever like kneaded a dough? A what? Like have you ever baked a dough like a bread? And then oh, you yeah, have to eat it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after giving birth, they do that to your ovaries. What? 
Wait, I'm so lost. <laughs> they bake your ovaries? No, they like, like, you know when you're like kneading a dough? Yeah. They do that on your belly where you're oh, ovaries. Never. Yes. Why would they do that? <laughs> <laughs> to help like you heal faster. Oh. And your ovaries like contract. And this I did not know until it was like time and, the, and I had a C-section. Mm -hmm. So imagine like doing that on a, like your cut. Oh my god. It's like, That's like torture. It is. And they come like every three hours to do it. Please tell me you slapped your nurse. <laughs> I wanted to punch her face. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So some people say they like their nurse haven't done that to them. But so next time when you see like pregnant woman or whatever, get like slowly ask you like did did, did anyone give you a, a belly massage after you gave birth and they'll tell you all about it oh my god I was in the room with my sister after she gave birth both times I never saw that I might have been I might have gone back to sleep actually but <laughs> I've never seen that or heard that that's crazy yeah it's traumatizing <laughs> Oh my goodness yeah so it's something you don't learn about you don't read you don't read about it no one talks about it well thank you for sharing that because is it even in like did you read about it in a baby book so nobody no wow and my nurse was like new like she was like oh it's her first year of like whatever so it's not like an old thing that they do wow Insane. All right. So you're going to go cut your, <laughs> so you're going to adopt. So let's talk about yep. that. Yeah. Let's adopt. I, I want, yep. I'm done. When they're, I'm when done. they're 17 years old. So you only have one year. <laughs> I have one year and then you're out. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're like changing my life right now. I'm, I'm questioning everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I'm they're like, great. They're great. There's <laughs> a lot. Are we still <laughs> recording? Yeah, I am. This is your confession, right? I'm going to start a new segment, Secrets from the Delivery Room. I need to know what's happening. Oh, my God. They're torturing people. This isn't right. <laughs> I need somebody, if there's anybody listening, if you are a nurse... I need you to explain this to me. Why they would do this to you right after a C-section or after, after you give birth. Why would you do this, period? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That makes me think why people, like, demand push presents and all this stuff <laughs> like that. Because you were going through some stuff. Like, <laughs> there better be a, yeah, like, a Bentley parked outside can. after I have a child. <laughs> I need like a Bentley, you better buy me a condo. <laughs> that that's no. <laughs> oh goodness. Can you request them not to do it or do they just start doing it? Um I told them like can can I not have this done? The nurse was like, no, I need to get that. But mm -mm. I'd be on Google, bad reviews. 
Thanks for tuning in, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want more information on previous or future episodes, please check out my website at thelivingroomconfessional.com. And you can also check out and follow my IG page at livingroom underscore confessional. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye.